What are the three key fantasy football questions facing the 2023 Indianapolis Colts? We break it all down, including Anthony Richardson, as we begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Almost time here to rev things up. The rankings ahead of training camp and all that good stuff will be up there soon. We'll have fantasy football inside. You can check out there as well, just around the corner with our great team there. So good stuff uh, coming on the site here. We continue Going through all 32 teams, we're asking the three key questions ahead of training camp that we want to get answers for in fantasy football. We're up to the second team in the AFC South. Yeah, getting close to getting to all 32 teams. We're up to the Indianapolis Colts. We just uh, talked about the Houston Texans yesterday. Every day, that means the Jacksonville Jaguars are on our deck. So a lot of uh, compelling things that we want to look at with these teams. The Colts. Breaking in a rookie first-round pick at quarterback, we'll see Anthony Richardson, what his potential could be to put up the production we're looking for in fantasy football as a QB2 with some upside. So a lot of good stuff there. We'll look at Jonathan Taylor, and then we'll explore that wide receiver core. Not a lot of buzz surrounding Michael Pittman Jr. and the like. So those will be the topics we discuss on the Colts here. Thanks again for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen today, subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's uh, dive right into the Colts. We'll ask the key question. What is Anthony Richardson's status and what can be his ceiling and what should we expect from him as a fantasy QB in 2023? Well, the first thing's first. He's got to get the starting job officially over Gardner Minshew. Now, Minshew came over. From the Eagles with their new offensive-minded head coach, Shane Steichen was the coordinator there with Jalen Hurts. Very aggressive ranking. Richardson, as we talked about a little bit with C.J. Stroud and the Texans, that he's the highest ranked of the rookie QBs here. He's at QB 18, according to the expert consensus on fantasy pros. That puts him right between two interesting players. Russell Wilson, who I think could rebound a little bit as a QB 17. And Matthew Stafford, whose arm is struggling a little bit. Cooper Cup coming back from... Held. So this is pretty aggressive, right? Not knowing exactly if he's going to start, but this is where we're looking at that uh, great cheat code in fantasy football, the running ability. And I think a lot of it is tied to Steichen and his work with Jalen Hurts. Now, we know what Jalen Hurts did last year. He was the QB1 in terms of average scoring, scored a lot of touchdowns, was a rushing machine on top of throwing downfield. That's the complete player that we know Anthony Richardson could become here. He's got that kind of arm strength, that kind of athleticism. Looking at Hertz last year again, finished QB3 overall, missed some time late in the season. Minshew had to start there in Philadelphia, but he was a QB1 when you look at the average points per game. Now, Matt Ryan was the latest veteran plug-and-play quarterback. They went from Phillip Rivers to Carson Wentz to Ryan. Jacoby Brissett was the first of those after the surprise retirement of Andrew Luck. Matt Ryan was not very good. He finished as QB26 overall. He was benched late 
And they came back. Uh, they had uh, Sam Ellinger. They had Nick Foles make some starts here. Foles is gone here. He was, however, Ryan, average points per game, QB 23. So just finished inside the QB 2s, the top 24 at the position. Now let's look at what the numbers were overall for these quarterbacks. 3,854 yards, 17 TDs, 20 receptions, only 165 yards rushing. We know that's going to go way up. One TD combined from that group of Ryan, Ellinger, and Foles. Now, another thing that's going to change here is this team was a big passing team last year. Out of necessity, they weren't all that great. They were playing in a lot of uh, trailing situations, but they were a 39% running team. Guess what the Eagles were? They were 49%. So down near the middle, you saw the Colts. The Eagles were one of the top rushing percentage team with a 49-51 split there. So we look at the numbers more so with Jalen Hurts to his first season with Steichen. It was not his rookie year, but it was his full season starting there in 2021. Steichen was in Philadelphia for two years. We had a good numbers there for Hurts. He finished in the top 10. A lot of it was his rushing, right? To just look at the rushing numbers alone in his first full season, the starter, 784 and 10. So that would have uh, put him on the radar immediately. He only had 16 passing TDs, and that's an important number because, again, the Colts only had 17 last year, also only 31-44 in terms of passing yards in that kind of transitional breakout season, if you want to call it for Hertz, before the massive explosion last year. So 16 and 9, decent numbers there. So Steichen with Hertz is – something that we loved, and that's why we're into the Steichen-Richardson combination. It really comes down to, are they going to bridge with Minshew early in the season? Minshew's capable. We've seen that. He had a, a good relief start for Hertz last year. We saw what he did with the Jaguars, so he's back in the AFC South. And he, he's capable, and they might put him out there, but I think Richardson just has too much upside with the rushing. If he can start, Watch out. I mean, you look at Bryce Young, he's probably the best situation to start. C.J. Stroud also. Richardson has a little bit of battle in his hands, and then he's not as quite there looking at an uphill battle that Will Levis has in Tennessee. So when you're looking at all this, I think Anthony Richardson, this is a good aggressive ranking for him. I mean, in the top 20, when this is even with the potential of not starting, he can finish that high with his overall scoring and definitely with his average scoring there that might be in the lower end. But running quarterbacks, it doesn't matter how old or young they are. I know he's very green, doesn't have a lot of experience. That should mean extra running, maybe more so than downfield passing being forced there for Richardson. So just like the skill set so much of Richardson, so dazzling, with the ceiling. He's just a guy that you want to stash and see what happens here. So I think that's why you have that exciting hype meter working for Richardson. Now, just because he can bring a dynamic element that the Colts offense didn't have in a run heavier offense, that's going to be more rushing attack and help for Jonathan Taylor there. And these receivers, those might be the guys that are more by committee in terms of making the big plays, but Richardson with the running, again, you have to look at that. That 784 and 10 really stands out from Hertz his uh, sophomore starting campaign there with the Eagles. So a lot of uh, things to look at. But again, Richardson, I would go much higher than that. If we get some clarity that he's winning the starting job, I think you'll look at him bump up a few notches. Again, the running ability, we see it a lot of places. And that's why, look, if you look at the top of rankings, you look at Jalen Hurts, you got Josh Allen, not far behind them. You have Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. The running, it just adds so much. It's easier to get those numbers. You can get a point for every 10 yards on the ground. Those touchdowns can really rack up. You don't have to worry about four point versus six points either. So 
I think you're going to have some opportunities to score. He's a big, strong dude. So this Colts offense should be a little bit more explosive with chances to score. And really what we saw with the Eagles also, they play well off having a quarterback who can run and score as well as a running back who can do the same. So the backfield, uh, there's going to be a symbiotic relationship there with the production on the ground there from Richardson and Taylor. We will get to Jonathan Taylor as our second key question here on this episode of Locked on Fantasy Football. So good stuff with the Colts. Uh, Can't wait to talk about what Jonathan Taylor can do and get back to being a reliable fantasy RB1. So we will explore his possibilities as well as look at the downside of Michael Pittman here. So some things yet to come here on Locked on Fantasy Football. This episode of Locked on Fantasy Football is brought to you by eBay Motors. We've teamed up with our partners at eBay Motors to hone on some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week eBay and myself are going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So a draft prep underway for the upcoming season. Let's jump on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Today's spotlight player is Justin Jefferson. When on the clock for the first overall pick in 2023 fantasy drafts, it's okay to get downright giddy about doing the gritty. That means picking Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson and realizing he's a guaranteed fit for your roster. Over the past two seasons, Jefferson led the league in both receptions and receiving yards. That is exciting. He will remain a dominant number one and a target monster in Minnesota. Jefferson is a guaranteed fit to ignite your fantasy football roster as the first pick and take your lineup toward winning success. I know a thing or two about trying to win a fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. I love to do that as a do-it-yourselfer. Find the best parts there and uh, make those fixes. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car as well because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for a vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank that AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. That's right. Look for the green check for eBay Motors. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right. It is time to continue the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football. Ask the second key question for the Colts and fantasy football. Is Jonathan Taylor set up for a big rebound in the new offense playing off Richardson? Well, it doesn't really matter if it's Richardson or Minshew. He's going to be a focal point of what the Eagles-style offense is going to do here with Shane Steichen. So when you look at that, big year for Miles Sanders. We know he had 13 touchdowns last year. Not so big of a year for Jonathan Taylor. He only was able to be durable for 11 games. A lot of uh, us took him as the RB1. And again, he was slowed down a little bit, didn't get right on track. He was hurt by Matt Ryan and the passing game being inconsistent, a lot of, lot of offensive opportunities, at least with the Carson Wentz, he had a little bit of a facilitator there to help with that. And the offensive line didn't play as well. I think you could rebound there in that capacity. He didn't score at the same rate either. So he finished actually RB34 overall, which is pretty good feat given that he missed six games. 
In terms of average scoring, he just snuck in into the RB2s at uh, 23rd in scoring. The years before, he was the number one running back overall, number two to Derrick Henry in 2021. In uh, 2020, he was the number six overall running back and number nine in terms of average scoring. So he's a top 10 running back, however you look at it. Colts, not a lot of uh, work gone here in this uh, backfield. You have uh, overall 46 uh, touches uh, and 83 overall receptions here. So when you look at it, it's uh, interesting. You lose Naeem Hines. He was, of course, traded midseason. They brought in Zach Moss. So Zach Moss is uh, now serving as the top backup. Philip Lindsay and Jordan Wilkins were in the mix. Now you have Deion Jackson as your number three. He returns here. He had uh, some nice time filling in for Taylor, and it was valuable for a few games there. And Evan Hull, their draft pick out of Northwestern, is their fourth-string running back. So get those vacated targets. You figure uh, you'll get uh, more of Taylor in the passing game. And with the touches, there's not a lot of competition, right? I mean, Zach Moss is a power back. Jackson is kind of slight. Evan Hull's a rookie who's still trying to make the team here. So that's what we're considering. Now, let's look at the numbers from those 11 games last year. 192 carries, 861 yards, and four TD still averaged a healthy 4.5 yards per carry, so that's good news. Receptions-wise, a little disappointing. He had uh, 40 targets, caught 28 for 143, didn't score. So those four TDs really was a big difference. He was a 20 TD machine before here, so I think he can get back to that level. Again, Miles Sanders, a lesser back overall, had 13. You figure Taylor will have a bigger role in the passing game, but no Naeem Hines. It's not like it's a strength of either Moss or Jackson here. And it's going to power better here. You have a running quarterback. You have a dedicated, more so, offense looking to run the ball traditionally here. It's very interesting where Jonathan Taylor is ranked on the board. He's behind the top tier. The top tier right now is Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, and uh, Bijan Robinson has ascended to that group. And uh, in between Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb and half-point PPR, according to the expert consensus, that's where you'll find Taylor. Now, there's an argument that Barkley should go behind him. There's an argument that Chubb should go ahead of him being the dominant role. And there's also an argument for Taylor to boost all the way up to that RB3 and really even pass Eckler there. I think the volume is going to be pretty high. Again, playing off a running quarterback is going to be key. His offensive line is going to rebound. Steichen knows Taylor's his guy. He's going to feed him quite often. It was just difficult, right, with the Eagles. They had a bit of a committee approach, but still Sanders stood out in that mix and was very effective. So we like the potential with no Hines because that was a bugaboo for Taylor and uh, being involved as we wanted in the passing game. The touchdown should regress back to normal here. The positive regression, only four TDs. You know it's going to go up here. 11 games, four TDs. That's not a number that's going to hold up for Taylor. He's going to be more involved in the red zone. The Colts offense should have more opportunities in general to score. So. More explosive offense, making some big plays. They need guys to finish. They got a running quarterback here. Running quarterback goes hand in hand as a complement to the elite rusher in the backfield. And that's what you're going to see with Jonathan Taylor. So excited. I think he has a big rebound again. I'd say anywhere between RB3 and RB5 is where you're looking at. So that's about where you're looking at Jonathan Taylor. Any lower than that is a little ridiculous and too much of a fade here. So. He's just too good, and again, the scoring is a big factor. I know you can't predict touchdowns, but Taylor's just too good of a finisher, and the numbers say it's going to go the other way after his uh, 2022 scoring. He'll go back to the 2021 numbers with the opportunities inside the five-yard line. 
All right, there you have a look at uh, Jonathan Taylor and the key question there and Anthony Richardson. That leaves just the wide receiver core. We'll ask a question about Michael Pittman Jr. in our final segment, looking at the Colts here. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day there's tomorrow, next show, we will focus on the Jaguars. A good way to finish the week, an explosive offense from last year on the uptick here with Calvin Ridley, joining Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and the rest. So it's a team that will be in the spotlight. If you missed any of the teams we've covered before, can't believe it, we're almost here to the end. We got through uh, a conference and a half. All the NFC teams, half the AFC teams were in half of another division here with the AFC South. So we'll get to all of them. We still have uh, six more teams to talk about. So Jaguars on deck, Titans, and then we'll go through the entire AFC West as well, including Patrick Mahomes and your Super Bowl champion Chiefs. All right, it is time to close the show here Locked on Fantasy Football. And the question is, should we fade all these wide receivers for the Colts, including Michael Pittman Jr.? Now, this is hard to do. Let's look at the numbers for Pittman last year. He finishes wide receiver 23 overall. I don't know how. I think I know how, but it wasn't very impressive. Let's just say that. You were just mostly disappointed by him all season. He averaged, however, wide receiver 29s. So buried well into the wide receiver threes. And remember, he was drafted based on the previous year with the Wentz and all that as a wide receiver one borderline, as a top 12 pick. He just did not live with those expectations. We had all that buzz that Calvin Ridley, kind of foreshadowing to what we'll talk about with the Jaguars, that he was going to be the next Calvin Ridley for Matt Ryan. That was uh, absolute hype, but the bottom line is Matt Ryan didn't have it, so he couldn't deliver the ball like he did to Ridley when he was uh, playing better for the Falcons. So that was part of it as well, but Pittman just wasn't all that impressive. I mean, he had 99 catches, believe it or not. Last year, I don't think I could even remember that impact that he had for the Colts. But 99 catches, that might tell you something. 141 targets, 925 yards. So that's a really low total. He's pretty much getting extended handoffs here under uh, 10 yards of reception. That's not good at all. So downfield, air yards, all that stuff wasn't happening. And this was just a short arm passing game. Matt Ryan, mobility wasn't there to extend plays. He was getting sacked. He was trying to get rid of the ball quickly. So ugly, ugly. Now, there could be some better things that happen with the Minshew, but you might take some lumps as well with Anthony Richardson. So I'm not crazy about Pittman and there's a lot of reasons for it. You look at uh, Alec Pierce. I think he can be a special talent as well. He actually finishes wide receiver 60 overall. So way down there, not even worth looking at as the average here. Pittman is all the way down at wide receiver 30. So more in line with his average half point PPR scoring is the consensus expert feeling on him. And you have 67 for Pierce. I think that's a little bit, low for Pearson. It might be a little actually aggressive for Pittman. I just don't trust him more than wide receiver three. They also have the presence of Josh Downs. I think he's a special player. He was wide receiver 87 right now in the rankings. You have quite a few vacated targets. 91 come from Paris Campbell. Downs was drafted kind of replaced Paris Campbell. Moved on to the Giants. You have Naheem Hines out of the backfield, so we know Taylor is going to eat up a lot of that. So you look at what Campbell did last year. It wasn't significant. 63 Catches, 623 yards and three TDs. So that's kind of what's available for downs. Again, Pittman, I don't know how much more involved he can be. I mean, you have 141 targets, 99 there. You look at Alec Pierce, I think he could go up here with his big play upside. 41 catches on 78 targets for 593 and two. So I think downs will be more involved. Pierce will be more involved. Pittman, I think, will kind of taper off a little bit. Maybe the catches will go down and the targets will go down, but maybe the touchdowns and yards will go up. And that's what we would look for for Pittman. But I'm just going to fade this receiving core. It's not like I want to bang the table and go after it. I think the quarterback uncertainty 
whether it's uh, Minshew starting and trying to get chemistry with these guys or a transition to Richardson and the more run-heavy offense there with lesser opportunities for targets for all these guys, I think that's what worries me. So I'm going to really fade hard the Colts. I really like Josh Downs, but I can't invest him as the third target. You also have to worry about the tight ends in this mix, right? There's uh, quite a few tight ends you worry about. Jelani Woods could have key factor here. You have uh, Mo Ali Cox. You got Kylan Granson. You have the draft pick Will Mallory. So, oh, yeah, I think it's a little bit ugly here. You could see some 12 personnel as well, so you don't see as much of the 11 with uh, Pittman, Pearson, Downs all on the field. So Shane Steichen is going to play to his strengths. His strengths are getting extra blocking, running the ball, setting up Richardson to throw downfield, play off the running game with Taylor to help Richardson run as well. So they're going to play with their strengths. It's going to be a transition offense here you'll see some big plays but they'll need the big arm of Richardson doing that Pittman is not exactly also that big play guy right he's more of that uh, big slot possession type guy he needs to really get his touchdowns up where I think Pierce can make some big plays here we saw some flashes of that especially on the outside with the speed so again if I'm going to say I'm going to go for anyone I'm going to go for the value of Pierce before I bang the table and want to go after Pittman here in this Colts passing game with Richardson Minshew as the quarterback options so there you have it. There's a breakdown of the three key questions for the Indianapolis Colts in terms of fantasy football here. We're trying to get the best answers we can ahead of a training camp. We will look at the Jaguars. So that's a more exciting team to talk about. A lot of the fantasy football assets, including now Calvin Ridley in the mix. So that'll be the next team in the spotlight here. Thanks again for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked on NFL, great show looking at the offseason as well. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. You can subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll close the week looking at the Jaguars.